Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. New dress code for the IT department. So my father-in-law works for a heavy equipment manufacturer, highway-making equipment, machines for gold and gem mining, etc. The machines aren't really relevant to the story, only that they're big and scary enough that everyone is very strict about safety. Well, almost everyone. This company has one IT guy. He does everything from web admin to the ID badges to the printer isn't working. So obviously, he needs an office with a computer. Only problem is, most of his job is keeping the ancient assembly line machines on life support. So he's constantly on the factory floor fixing error code TI-86 on machine C-137, etc. The problem. One day, one of the VPs of Askissing decides to leave the plush veneer of the C-level suites to enter the plebeian office and takes great offense to the IT guy wearing jeans, boots, and a high-vis vest in their strictly suit-and-tie office. Protests about his job duties fall on deaf ears, and since the IT department of one person doesn't have an official C-level officer, VP of Arsekissing decides to write a new dress code for the IT department. Suit and tie at all times, no exceptions. The IT guy shows up the next day in a suit and tie, tries to fix an error on the factory floor, and rightfully gets turned away at the door for lack of safety gear. He spends a few days in his office goofing off while the errors on the factory floor grow and grow. The fallout. Finally, around 3am one night, big production line X goes down. This is a huge contract for the company. The company might go under if this client goes elsewhere. As such, emergency procedures state all C-level execs and even the owner must be notified immediately if this line stops at any time for any reason. So the upper echelon of the company, including VP Askisser, assembles in the boardroom to prepare for their firing spree. Around 5am, IT guy is ordered to the boardroom where they really lay into him before they fire him. Threats of blacklisting him in the industry, threats of lawsuits for damages, etc. Of course, there's the condescending, now, what do you have to say for yourself question? The mic drop. He unfolds a few pieces of paper from his pocket and puts them on the table in front of the owner. This is why I have to wear a suit and tie no matter what. This was my objection because I have to do my job properly. This is the safety officer refusing me entry for lack of safety gear, and this is the record that VP Askisser got my emails but never responded. Not a pin drop or a cricket chirp could be heard, just the faint ruffling of pages as the owner read. Finally, he spoke. Your so-called dress code is officially revoked. VP Askisser is no longer allowed to have any authority over you. Please put on your safety gear and fix machine TK421. The rest of us will stay here all day until I'm convinced that this problem will never happen again. VP Askisser kept his job. 
He was very good at his namesake after all, but he was transferred to VP of a division that didn't exist and a workforce of one. Only him. Rumor has it that he's related to the owner somehow, but at least his self-righteousness can't ruin the actual work being done. Unexposed is titled, I Need to Get My Priorities Straight. A little background. I, 29 female, own a home with my fiancé, 30 male, and we split expenses and housework 50-50. I like to think we contribute equally to the household, but one area we differ in is our work schedules, and I'm a night owl, slash have insomnia. He works the typical 9 to 5, and I bartend during the evenings four nights a week with one morning brunch shift. My sleep schedule is very wonky, and lately, I have been sleeping from about 9-10 to 2am, and a sleepless night or two per week. Before you judge, we have no kids, and this works for me. I do my best to stay quiet, and I want to get things done while I'm awake at night, but I don't want to wake him up. Now to the malicious compliance. One day this week, we spent the evening tidying up the house together, and I thought we both contributed equally, and all was well and good. But there were so many dishes that there were some piled up in the sink after we loaded the dishwasher, and then they continued to pile up again. This is also a constant issue for us, as he also tends to leave dishes in the sink, even when the dishwasher has plenty of space. Last night, I had a sleepless night, and I spent it quietly in the living room working on a paint by numbers. Tonight I came home and was told, your painting looks good, but you really need to get your priorities straight, and mentioned the dishes in the sink. Now this really pissed me off, because most of the dishes were his. I am his partner, not his maid, and I had shoveled our enormous driveway the night prior. I decided he was right, so at four in the morning, I went to the kitchen and did all the dishes loudly. He came to the kitchen and asked me what the hell I was doing. I told him that I was getting my priorities straight and doing the dishes like he asked. Little update, he just got up for work and we both apologized, and he said, good job on the kitchen, it looks very nice. And wow, this blew up. Thanks for all of those who gave or are giving helpful advice. I'd like to think one rude comment and act of pettiness doesn't define our whole relationship as these things aren't a common occurrence. We both made a mistake, so we both apologized for our actions, and can easily move forward without resenting one another. I know not everything is exactly 50-50, I just mean that we both contribute, and it's not just one person taking care of the entirety of the housework. Those darn dishes just divide us sometimes. Our next post is titled, Neighbor Goes to Developer to Enforce a Rule to Protect Their View, It Backfires. This story isn't me, but my girlfriend's parents. They were going to build a house in a new development in a lot that was in front of their 2B neighbors. The lot is on a hill, so it is in front of the neighbors, but below them. The neighbors decided they wanted to build a one-story rancher on the lower part of their lot, instead of building something like a two-story on the higher side of the lot. They assumed that whoever was going to build in front of them would only build a one-story themselves, which would keep their view unobstructed. Having a great view was apparently very important to them, and a big selling point on the lot. Her parents start to build their two-story house on their lot with tall, peaked gables. When the neighbors realize their view will indeed be obstructed, they offer to buy the lot off her parents. 
Her parents give them the price of the lot, which had increased in value since it was originally purchased, plus the cost of the materials already purchased for the build. They waited for the response, but didn't get one, so they just continued on with their build. A month or two later, the neighbors respond to the offer by saying they'll accept it. By this time, of course, more time and money has been put into the build, so her parents told them they can still buy the lot, but the price has increased. The neighbors reject the offer. In this new development, all houses are required to have a two-foot overhang, but many of the homes haven't actually been following the rule, and the developers haven't been enforcing it. Her parents decided to also not follow the rule. The neighbors then go to the developer to remind them that her parents need to have a two-foot overhangs, thinking that it would decrease the pitch of the roof, meaning the gables wouldn't be so high. The developers then tell her parents to make sure they have the two-foot overhangs. Her parents go to the architect to find a way to get the tall gables they wanted, while also having the two-foot overhangs. The architect tells them to just raise the roof two feet to create the two-foot overhang, so the angles on the roof won't be impacted at all. Her parents keep building with these new specs. The developers approach her parents to inquire about the overhangs and if their roof was impacted at all. The look on his face when the parents told him they just raised the whole roof by two feet was priceless. The neighbors avoided her family the entire five years they lived there. Unexposed is titled, Count the Minutes on Me and I'll Do That Too. I work for my family's company. It's an odd, specific line of work, so I'm going to be vague on those details. While working for the company, I am a subcontractor that just uses the company vehicles and supplies. The pay isn't really salaried or hourly, but breaks down as X for 0 to 5 hours of work, 2X 5 to 10 hours, 3X for 10 to 15 hours, and so on. Also, we use the company funds for food and fuel on long-distance jobs. This will be important later. My co-worker and I did a five and a half hour run in four hours, 45 minutes by not stopping for food and fueling up when we returned to the company vehicle. As this run is very common and is widely acknowledged that it's five and a half to six hours start to finish, we suggested we should get the 2x pay even though we were 15 minutes short. Pretty much we saved that time by not eating and being rather good at the procedures and job that we had to do. We got denied the 2x pay rate as, by the numbers, we did not meet the five hours cutoff. So we saved the company money on food and they are only paying half the staff wage. Well, fair is fair. We did not meet the timeline, so lesson learned. Since then, I've been at least five hours and two minutes on every job I can stretch it to. Park at rest areas, go inside for food instead of drive through take a longer route, anything within reason to make sure that I'm at the 2x rate. TLDR, whatever. Parents shorted me on the pay rate, they've paid extra ever since. Unexposed is titled, My dress is too short? Well, now I look like my dad and everyone else can too. Years ago in the 90s, I worked at a hellhole of a call center. It was my first office job and I tried really hard to be professional. What I didn't know was that a call center is basically the same as a restaurant. Everyone was sleeping with each other, on drugs and alcohol, and the managers were idiots. There was a guy who worked in a different pod who was always hitting on me. I was not interested. I did my job and I went home and didn't socialize. 
I didn't even eat lunch in the break room because I lived about five minutes away. Well, there was a manager who had been sleeping with a guy and thought that I was coming in between them. She would make up excuses to harass me. I wasn't taking enough calls. I didn't clock in and out of the system exactly on the minute, etc. One day, she really went off the rails and started publicly shaming my outfit. I had on a dress and cardigan which she insisted was too revealing. It was to my knees and I had on pantyhose. She wrote me up and sent me home to change. I was really upset and started digging through my closet looking for something she couldn't pick apart. Then, inspiration struck. My dad is a textbook accountant. Khakis, short-sleeved button-ups and ties. So I borrowed an outfit from him. I was swimming in it. You couldn't see a single curve. I went back to work and headed straight for my desk. Don't you know, the manager spotted me and made a beeline directly for me. She pulled me into HR complaining that I looked unprofessional. I told HR that this is what my dad wore every day and he's a consummate professional. HR agreed that my outfit was acceptable, but the manager wouldn't let it go. The dress code was gender specific and she argued that I wasn't dressed like a woman. I ended up just going home for the day rather than dealing with it anymore. A few days later, the dress code policy had been updated with vague language about looking professional and didn't even give examples of what was appropriate. The memo was posted in several places. This meant that everyone in the call center could now basically wear whatever they liked as long as it wasn't ripped jeans or a tube top. The manager was fuming because HR had taken away one of the things she could lord over people. I didn't last much longer there, but hopefully no one ever changed the dress code back. Our next post is titled, Revenge is a dish best served burnt. So I'm a pretty petty person and I am a smartass. I know I was a dick, but I think I was justified. I was a chef at a very nice restaurant. One of the things in our menu is A5 olive wagyu. In non-Greek terms, it's an $800 steak. I get an order for four of them at a table. I cook all four of them the way they should be, which is rare due to the nature of the steak, and I do that every time unless instructed otherwise. We use a special unit for cooking called a salamander. It cooks our steak at 900 degrees Fahrenheit, so we only put it in 30 seconds per side. One of my waiters comes to me in tears, saying that the table wanted me. So I go out and put on my customer face and walk up to the table. Before I can even walk up and ask if there was a problem, some lady barks at me, it's raw. I apologize and ask if she would like me to cook it more and she says she wants it done for another 10 minutes. I try to explain that it would be incinerated, but she barks at me, you heard what I said, go do it. I was tired of this bullcrap, so I just smile and say, no problem. I take it back and toss it back in for 10 minutes. It honestly hurt to ruin such a good steak, but it's what she asked for. So, when I take it out, it literally falls apart into ash. I personally brought her it with a huge smile on my face. She asks, what the hell is this? That she didn't want this, and I cut her off and I say, I heard what you wanted, and I did it. Edit, for those asking, she had to pay, which she reluctantly did. My manager and boss were very chill about it, and they even laughed after she had left. And at my restaurant, 20% is required and incorporated in every check, 
and thankfully, the three other people were very cool, and they even apologized, which made me happy. I assume it was a business meeting based on what they were talking about and how they were dressed. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Unex post is titled, Won't Pay Overtime? Well then. Reading a lot lately of teens being exploited in the workplace, r slash anti-work, etc. So I thought I'd post something from my youth that is more for this forum. I was a teenager working in a retail hardware store. This was the kind of old-fashioned store where the customer was greeted with, may I help you? And then work with them one-on-one to make sure to sell them what they needed or wanted. The boss was a boozer. He'd come to work in the morning, hungover and surly. He'd leave early to go hang out with his buddies at the Moose Lodge and drink. It was hell working for him. But I stuck around because I truly loved the hardware store environment and learning from the tradesmen that were our customers, and as a 17-year-old, I relished in the role as a manager. In the summer, I worked full-time and then some. One week I had put in over 60 hours. He came to me and tells me because I'm a teen, I'm not allowed to be paid overtime. I challenged him on this because hey, I'm not totally stupid. He finally tells me he'll pay me, but he was no longer going to pay me overtime, no matter how many hours I worked. I agreed and said no more overtime. Cue the malicious compliance. My scheduled hours did not change. Opening to closing six days a week, 12 hours a day. On day four, I closed the store at the exact moment I reached 40 hours on my time card, sent the part-timers home, and did not open the store the next morning. At about 11 in the morning, I got a furious phone call from him. Why the F aren't you here? I had customers lined up in the parking lot. So I replied, because you told me not to work overtime and I've already worked 40 hours this week. Don't you remember that conversation? And he says, get your ass here now. So I reply with, am I getting paid overtime? He yelled, cussed and threatened, but I stuck with my guns and got my overtime. I made good money that summer for a teenaged kid. As a side note, the job ended not too long after. The boss was pissing away his profits through his alcoholism. He sold out and moved to Florida. Years later, I learned he had died of cirrhosis. And our next post is titled, Oh, Not Again. A few months ago, this local bakery had a small promotion where they handed out vouchers to local hospital workers. Two free loaves of bread every week for a month. Fancy. I'm in. 
Me and the wife decide to try their various breads over the course of the month, and off to the bakery I go. While paying, I present my voucher and am presented with the rule. Only one free bread per transaction. Well, that's okay. Reddit taught me how these work. I buy only one bread, get it free, and when asked if I'd like anything else, I point to the other bread. Puzzled look, free bread, you know the drill. That's not the funny part. One week later, I'm back to the bakery and met by a different, younger-looking employee. I picked my two breads and present my voucher. Cue the puzzled look by the employee, who turns to his colleague, the girl who served me last week. Hey, can we do two offers in a single order? She looks at him, and then me, and says, just give it to him. (laughs) Edit, because y'all can't leave me with a nice clean ending to a short post, here's some clarity. No, there's nothing of the sort written on the voucher, just eight bread slices to stamp, the any two small loaves each week, and the dates. No, I didn't mention any other shopping, and I shouldn't have to. It's my shopping, but yes, the second transaction was absolutely just the bread, and it was fine by the rules. Yes, it was good bread. They have a good variety and a lot of other neat products. They don't seem to mind me showing up again, so I do on occasion. No. There is no unending army of exhausted nurses swarming the bakery. A limited number of vouchers was handed to oncology. This was not pandemic related. And finally, the books, radio show, TV series, and the movie are all valid ways to experience The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's a bit irrelevant, but uh, thank you for that OP, much appreciated. Anyway, guys, that's where I'm going to wrap up today's episode. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you did, hit that like button. Let me know what you thought about it down below, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.